0: The NBA Western Conference is one of the toughest conferences in sports. However, the Thunder are prepared and well-positioned for the ups and downs of this season. How this year will be unlike any other in the NBA, we'll break it all down on Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder You can text the show 405 963 3686. On today's show, how the Thunder can handle the ups and downs of this NBA season, especially in the Western Conference why the Thunder are built for a very tough Western Conference, and how you should be preparing as fans for the conversation that will come throughout this season. Plus, the annual GM survey was revealed, and there's a lot of details about the Thunder. Today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself by purchasing a Jace case, providing you with the a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections. Get yourself a Jace case at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-Medical.com. You can even text the show again, 405-963-3686. We'll text you breaking news, the starters, quarter updates, what we're hearing at practice and games and everything, as well as moving you to the front of the line on our Mailbag Podcast and any other listener interaction pods that we do. And again, subscribe, like, review all for free. So the annual GM survey came out, and this happens on the NBA website, so nba.com, and they poll NBA executives and they get their opinion on everything in the world from something as like, niche as who's the fastest player dribbling a basketball to as, as big picture of like, who's the best team in the NBA. And so throughout this, you get a very valuable look at how people that are truly inside the NBA and truly making decisions that, you know, impact the league. Think about other teams, other players, other coaches, you, you get it all. And so the GM survey this year heavily featured the thunder, And so we're going to break it down from the team aspect of it to the individual player aspect of it. And the secret is out on Mark Dignall. We'll talk about all this coming up as well, but let's first start with the team rankings. So the Thunder were picked as the best young core in the NBA with 73% of the vote. The Thunder were placed ahead of Cleveland, Orlando, Houston, Detroit, and Indiana. And I think that everyone listening to this podcast agrees with that ranking and agrees that the Thunder of the best young core, but it's just kind of validating to know that NBA GMs feel the same way. Now, the Thunder, here's the interesting part of the team aspect of things. They received votes for best overall offseason moves. Uh, they, were, they received votes for most fun team to watch. Uh, but there's, there's layers to how the, this team is viewed league-wide that I think are interesting. When you look at the beginning of the survey, they start out with the standings and the projections of standings for each conference. And the Thunder are projected as the 10th team in the West. They have 3% of, first, of fourth place votes, uh, but they end up at 10. They also are tabbed as the second hardest team to predict behind just the Sixers. And, of course, with Philadelphia, that, that's an easy answer for number one because you don't know if James Harden will be there. You don't know what their season will look like, what their roster will look like come opening night. And so they're voted as the second hardest team to predict. They're voted for the, the 10th spot in the West, but they also got 30% of the vote for most improved team. This is a team that has 16 win improvement last year. So for them to be the most improved team this year, they'd have to at least make a five win jump, right? If they make a two win leap, they're not going to be the most improved team. So for you to believe that they're going to be the most improved team this year, you have to believe that they're going to make a jump and win total but it's also hard to nail it down. And and I'm not so certain that it's hard to nail it down. I think it's hard to go on the limb right now for most people and just outright say what you believe. I think that there's a lot of people who believe this Thunder team is deep, is talented, is good enough to be a top six seed in the West. But when you say it out loud, there's going to be pushback of, well, you know the, the the Mavericks have Luka and Kyrie, and we've seen those two guys dominate the sport. That the Timberwolves, you know, they 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 get elevated up this less higher than the Thunder. You see these other teams who have kind of been there, who the Thunder will have to dethrone to get to that top, six seed in the West. But we understand they have that potential. It's just hard to to say it and and, and predict it because there's some unknown variables of how these young players will react to their first season where they have expectations, their first season where people are um, going to be living and dying with every result, right, wrong, or indifferent. You, you, you know, they can continue to preach patience and progression at being linear and everything that they preach. And, and that that is when you take a step back in a big picture view, they are preaching the right things. Those things are absolutely true. They are doing everything right. So they can continue to preach those things, which are the right things to preach, But fans are going to be living and dying with every result this year. Fans are going to be back in. You can see it in the engagement that that we're seeing uh, with this team, even in the the first preseason game. The fans are back. The expectations are back. And so this is the first time where players are going to have to endure that, so to say. And it's also, you're going to mix in Chet Holmgren. You're going to mix in uh, Michich, You're going to mix in these other players, Case and Wallace, and and you're going to throw in some, some – you still want to do some roster exploration. You're going to get some minutes for Keontae. You're going to get some minutes for these young guys. Uh, so so you're, you're having to do this balancing act of still um, developing, still gunning for wins, and the Thunder are going to want to win games. The Thunder are going to try to win games. And I think that when you look at everything around the Thunder – if we said that about any other team that had a little bit more experience, people would be would be elevating them to a higher status than 10th in the West. So it's interesting that, like, don't necessarily look at the standing projection. Look at what they're saying, not what they're predicting. They're saying that this is the best young core. They're saying that, uh, that they're going to have the biggest improvement this year. They're saying that this team's going to be fun to watch. And then we're going to get to these individual honors, and they're saying SGA is a player that you would want to start a franchise with. They're saying SGA will will earn MVP votes this season. For SGA, so so they were they asked GMs who's gonna win MVP. And some GMs voted that SGA would win MVP. For SGA to win MVP, this team, bare minimum, has to be top six. Realistically have to be top four in the West. And for that to happen, it would be an unbelievable ride for Oklahoma City. So read into what they're saying what these players. SGA ranks is the third best point guard and the third best shooting guard. He got enough votes and enough people to think highly of him that he's top three for each position. Now, I imagine. I wonder what it would be like if they just defined his position uh, beforehand and, and made them vote in the same category. All, all of the GMs vote in the same category, but still, you know, still. Chet Holmgren received votes as the player to have the biggest breakout this year. Now, now this one. I I don't believe that rookies can have breakouts. Like I think that I think that like a breakout to me is a taking a leap or 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 doing something that's unexpected. We don't yet have a baseline. So if we don't have a baseline yet, we can't have a breakout. You gotta have a baseline, then a breakout. That's how that's how it goes for me. But still, if you believe that Chet Homegrown have the biggest breakout, then the center team is really, really good. Um Chet was simultaneously voted uh, receiving votes to have a, the biggest breakout, but then he was third in rookie of the year of voting behind Victor and scoot. Um, I, I don't really, I, I think that at the end of the day it'll be Victor and then, and then Chet for rookie of the year this year. I just think that you, you've already seen it in a preseason game where I think that Chet not only held the zone, I think that Chet played better than, than Victor a little bit. Uh, the, the hype nationally was all about Victor and, and and that's just kind of the, the unspooling of that store that's going to happen all year long. So anyway, Lou Dor. Uh, earns votes for best defender and best perimeter defender. So whenever you look at this Thunder team and you look at the way they're being talked about, it's not matching up with how people are predicting them. And that is going to tie into our next segment talking about the West and how you've got to be prepared for this absolute treacherous and just fierce Western Conference. And, and, And there's going to be a ton of peaks and a ton of valleys in all of this. I want to talk also about the secret being out on Mark Dignall and we'll break down the standings. I told you that the Thunder are 10 who's ahead of them and who can the Thunder topple and climb up over this season. All that's coming up, but first, I want to say right now about our good friends over at Jace Medical. JaceMedical.com is where you need to go because it's a really awesome tool. You want to have peace of mind. You want to protect your loved ones, and everyone should feel empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during an unexpected situation. That's why Jace Medical offers you the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics and is is there for you to use in an emergency situation. And it gives you that peace of mind that, you're not sitting there hoping you have access to the medication you need in an emergency. You know for sure you have it with Jace Medical. Make sure you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle it all for you. They handle the evaluations with a licensed physician. They handle the medication delivery, the ongoing consults, and the care. So do not get caught unprepared. Go to Jace Medical right now. Get $20 off of these life-saving antibiotics today at Jace Medical by using the code Locked On at checkout on Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E-MEDICAL.com we're back on the lockdown thunder podcast on the lockdown podcast network your team every day so we've talked about how this thunder team is discussed and still they're projected to be a play-in team and espn put out a model where they're projected to be 11th uh, but at the end of the day I think that everyone's just scared to take the next step. They're they're comfortable acknowledging, hey, this Thunder team's going to be good. Hey, these players are good. This core is good. And even this coach is good, which we're going to get to. They're not so comfortable saying, hey, they're going to overtake a known commodity. And I think that that's the bottom line. These other teams are known commodities. These other teams are, um, you know, players and and rosters that have been around. And we've seen them. We've seen them go to the playoffs. We've seen them uh, uh, take that next step. And I think that we're going to be a year behind on projecting the Thunder to do that because I think that the Thunder are going to be well positioned to have a strong season this year. But before we move on to the Western Conference, the secret's out on Mark Dignall. When he was hired, a ton of people questioned his hiring. A ton of people assumed, predicted, outright stated that he was just a rebuild coach and basically a lame duck until they they got to a, a good point and then they were gonna go find their guy. That was all wrong. And I told you back then that that that's not how the Thunder operate. That was all wrong. Mark is their guy. Mark is their hand picked guy and he is a heck of a coach. It didn't take long for most of us to realize that. Now this this sounds a lot better on the sticker shock value of it, but a month into his Thunder tenure, I said he's the best coach in Thunder history, when you look at that list, it's Peter Calissimo, it's Scott Brooks, it's Billy Donovan. Uh, He's better than all those guys. And then the GM survey comes out. And even people within the NBA walls grade coaches on postseason, and that's when they start to give the recognition for coaches. That's especially true for media and fans. But even so, Mark earned votes as the best game manager slash motivator which I think is his best quality overall, his best overarching quality, is that he relates to the players, he, he motivates the players, he he has trust built with the players to where he can get away with, so to say, get away with, hey, you're a really good player, say, for example, Wiggins. like You're a really good player, you really help us win every time you play, but there's going to be certain nights where you just don't play. Not every coach can get away with doing that and manage the the emotions, manage the temperament, manage the reaction to those decisions. But because these players trust him, Kenneth Williams, Aaron Liggins, these guys who bounce in and out of the rotation, because these players trust him, they, they allow it to happen. They're, they're quote unquote, good soldiers about it, where they just, they, they understand it's for the betterment of the team and sometimes the betterment of making themselves look better and that they, they, they trust him to make those decisions. And then they still play hard for him, Maybe will play great every time they're in the situation. You know, last year, last year, there was times where Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, like these guys who are staples of the starting lineup, even uh, didn't close games. And, you know, history in the nba tells you that sometimes those kind of players whenever they get benched, and especially when they get benched on a roster like last year that didn't necessarily have um um the ton of depth of players who are better than ludor better than josh kitty uh tempers can flare but but those guys trusted mark and they understood the situation they were heavily communicated with during that time and they all still love mark they all still play for him they all still um, praise him. Like the, the praise that you hear about Mark from his own players tells you all you need to know. So I think that his relatability to players is a very key aspect of all of this, but he's one of the rare coaches who, who I don't want to say doesn't have a flaw, but most of the time you get coaches who are either players coaches or coaches who are X's and O's coaches. And there's very few that blend it so well, the way I think that Mark does. I think that Mark's a really good player coach, but You see the stuff he's done defensively. This team has vastly overperformed, has vastly exceeded expectations overall, but also specifically defensively his entire career, no matter the quality of roster he was given. And we can be frank that the the beginning of his tenure, he was given some pretty bad rosters. No matter matter what the quality of the roster was, the defense, he always had them playing hard. He always had them creating turnovers. He always had them uh, excelling defensively. He can max out. He can max out the defensive potential on a roster. And when you have a coach who has that skill set to max something out and you build around that something, look, look, we, we can all acknowledge he, he can max out defensive rosters. Then you give him Casey Wallace. Then you give him Lou Dort. Then you give him SGA. Then you give him J-Dub. Then you give him Chet. Then you give him an improved SGA defensively. Like, you, Kenneth Williams, Aaron Wiggins, you have all these guys who – Fit with what he wants to do, and this is the first time in his career that top to bottom, there's thunder guys. Like like top to bottom, there's guys who fit his image, and his role, and his mindset. That's why I wholeheartedly believe this team's gonna be an incredible defensive team this year, an incredible defensive team this year. So he's voted on 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 as the best uh, motivator game manager. He got votes in that category. He got votes in best defensive schemes. And he got votes in best in-game adjustments. And Mark likes to kind of, of course, play coy with like, oh, it's not a Disney movie. We're just so happy to be good in the third quarter. There's got to be something that, that happens. There's got to be something that changes, that, that flips, that, that works um, f- for him in that second half uh, that, that allows him to succeed. So uh, the NBA GMs are seeing it. And I think if nothing else, like if you, if, if you do want to just believe that like something just flips automatically, if nothing else, the big adjustment that Mark makes that I think that other coaches lack, I think that a lot of other coaches lack this, and it goes back to the uh, the relatability and the trust factor that the players have with him, is he's not afraid to play 10, 12, 13. He doesn't get stuck in his ways. Some coaches, they list out at, at the end of training camp or whatever, or whenever at a certain point in the season, they get to a point where these are my eight guys. These are the eight guys I trust to go play. These are the eight guys that I'm going to play. Sink, swim, whatever happens, down 50, up 50, these are my guys. And these are the only guys we're going to play. Even no matter the quality of roster, Mark has been willing to play anyone and figure out ways to mix and match and find the right combination on any given night. And so the lack of stubbornness and the lack of marriage to a certain lineup, the lack of marriage to a certain rotation, the lack of marriage to a certain player allows the Thunder to thrive and allows the Thunder to make in-game adjustments. And it continues to keep those wheels spinning and and the the kind of opposition on their toes, so to say, which is why I think that you see so much regular season success, and we'll see that from the Thunder, because other teams are just ill-prepared to make set adjustments game to game in an 82 game slog fest. Like they're just, they're just not in that mode a lot of the times. So the, the GM survey, I think should reaffirm everything you believe about the thunder and then make you feel better because I know that they were still picked 10th, but it's the conversation around pick 10. That is so important. Now the GM survey was revealed as the thunder 10th above them. You have the nuggets at one, obviously fair. The Suns at two, the Lakers at three, the Warriors at four, the Clippers at five, the Grizzlies at six, the Pelicans at seven, the Kings at eight, the Mavericks at nine, Thunder at 10. That just pick, you know, encapsulates how hard the West will be. Not going to dethrone the Nuggets. The Suns have just this incredible offensive juggernaut force that is going to be really, really good. The Lakers have LeBron AD, like they're going to be really good. The Warriors are the Warriors, like Steph Curry and them. They're probably going to be a really good team. Now, I have questions about the Warriors in the regular season. That doesn't really matter um, necessarily. Clippers, Kawhi, Paul George, Russ, if healthy, they're going to be really good. They have they have uh, a, a good complement of players as well. The Grizzlies, we've seen them continuously be good in the Western Conference. The Pelicans went healthy. Like last year when they were healthy, they were a top you know, four seed in the West when healthy. They were one of the best teams in the West when they were healthy. The Kings, we saw them be a three-seed last year, and they're eighth on the GM uh, survey. And then the Mavericks, who who do not look great in the preseason right now, but they have Luca and they have Kyrie. And we have Luke and Kyrie. You should be good at basketball. But, you know, the, the game's not played on paper. I think that in a power-ranking scenario, I'm fine with anywhere that the Thunder, you know, land. In the actual Western Conference table, I think that people discount that this is a young Thunder team who's going to try to win every single night, who's going to bring bring the the energy every night, um, and and a coach willing to make those adjustments and everything that like we talked about before, with really talented roster top to bottom. Like even their lower end players are 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 are, are really talented and are able to help you win games. And I think that it just does not get enough credit how, in this modern NBA, just the sheer willingness to try to play to win a game every single night will bank you some wins. Like we'll, we'll bankroll you a few wins. And other teams have some some drama, some questions, animosity, gel, chemistry issues, and, and the Thunder, you know, don't, don't really have that. But I think that regardless of this, the Western Conference is going to be unlike we've ever seen before in the NBA. And I think that the players, obviously, the, the teams have to account for that, have to prepare for that. But the media and the fans have to prepare for that too. And we're going to get you prepared for that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at FanDuel. Folks, FanDuel is great. It is officially football season. We're in the midst of college football season. We're in the midst of the NFL season. And FanDuel is is the number one sportsbook in America because right now new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So you put that $5 bet down, win, lose, or draw, you'll get $200 in bonus bets. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the time to do it because you've got football, you've got basketball, hockey started, you've got the heat of the MLB playoffs, Um, um, ramping up. You can bet on spreads, prop bets, over-unders, and more. Fandle.com slash LockedOn. Get started today at Fandle.com slash LockedOn. $200 in bonus bets for you win or lose. And when you go to Fandle, if you're just an NBA person, I totally get that. Uh, You can bet on preseason games (laughs) if you want to. You can already bet on opening night games. So, for example, the Thunder uh, opening night, they're going to open up in Chicago. The Thunder on the road, if you get in right now, a point and a half underdogs. So you can bet on the Thunder to win, but you can also bet on awards if you feel very confident in someone winning uh, MVP or Rookie of the Year. Chet for Rookie of the Year is, is uh, plus 270. So check that as well. Also, go to fanduelcom slash locked on. fanduelcom slash locked on. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. So the Western Conference is going to be something that I don't think that people are ready for. These teams are are absolutely talented. We all get that. But I I really believe that a game is going to separate like seeds three through eight. And then, and then like two or two and a half or three will separate like 9 through 12. Like I think that the margin for error this year is going to be razor thin in the west. Just razor thin. And there's going to be at least one fan base who is sorely disappointed at the end of the year, like like incredibly disappointed and just devastated um after the year's over with. Now luckily, the thunder will not be one of those teams. Like like if they make the play in, don't make the play in, if they make the playoffs, whatever, it's not going to be a disappointing season because this year, you're still going to be a more improved team than last year. Uh, it, it might not translate to tangible wins because you're so young. But this year, no matter what, you're going to be a better team. Now, I personally believe it will translate to wins, but still, the pressure is not on the Thunder to to um, the same way it's on, like the Mavericks, right? Like if the Mavericks are, are again not a playing team after going to get Luka and uh, going to get Luka with a partnership with Kyrie, going to get Grant Williams, going to get Seth Curry, like if they're not a playing team this year. Uh, it, it will be devastating for Dallas, right? It's not that way for the Thunder. Uh, but still, the Thunder want to be in the playoffs, want to be in the play-in. Like, they they want to build on what, what they had last year. The fan base desperately wants it. And so uh, it, this is going to have so many twists and turns that you have to be ready for. You don't want to be caught unprepared for this season because a three-game winning streak, you'll be a top-three seed in the West. A two-game losing streak, and and you might be knocked out entirely. A good month or a bad month will feel like it's crushing you. For for that moment, it'll feel like it's crushing you because a good month or a bad month, the bad month will just sink you down the ladder. But it only takes a couple good games to get back up because of that razor-thin edge. And so when Sam Presti said after the year, this year that the sky falls on every NBA team twice a year and it's how you respond to that that um, kind of defines your season – when that sky does fall on every Western Conference team this year, it will dramatically shake up the, the conference. It'll dramatically shake up the season. And so there's gonna be heavy peaks and heavy valleys this year, I think, in the West. And I think that fans, just as much as the players, have to prepare for that because there's gonna be moments where you wanna freak out and you wanna you wanna just just curse this rebuild and and and, and, and just think that, that it's all a failure and freak out about what the future holds, there's going to be moments where you feel like this team can be a legitimate force in the playoffs. There's going to be both of those things that happen from from October 22nd through April 5th, whenever the season ends or whatever the date that actually ends. So you have to be prepared to ride that wave and try to to just keep it in perspective uh, of, of you're never really going to be out of it. I can't really see a world where the Thunder or anyone else who has aspirations of making the postseason are ever out of it until the final day. And so it's just going to be how you how you respond to that. Now, I think that the Thunder are in a really good position. And I think that they're ready to, to be a team that I think can be a top six seed in the West. Because in the regular season, I don't really buy into this young team thing. In the playoffs, I totally do. I'm a firm believer that in the playoffs, you cannot expect a team this young um, to to achieve much. You just have to take it all as icing on the cake. So if they do achieve a lot, that's fantastic. But if they don't achieve a lot, it's not damning on what they are able to do long term. Now, in the regular season, I think that anyone can win any night and that if you're good enough, if you're prepared, if you're if you're executing, you can win. Playoffs. I believe you have to go through the battles. You have to go through um, the experiences and learn how to play the same team seven straight times. How to handle a situation where you know they're actually game planning for you. And, and and a lot of the times these NBA teams are not you know necessarily scouting in and game planning and implementing things specifically for a specific team because they're going to be in Toronto the next night. Yeah, you're going to State tonight. You're going to go play a different team tomorrow. So you're more worried about internally, how do we get better on what we want to achieve versus how do we stop them? And so, but it, in the playoffs, it flips where it's like, we are going to stop them and take away what they want to do. Now you've got to find a secondary thing to crutch on. And that's why I think that the playoffs experience matters. Regular season, I think that you can just win. We saw last year, the center team was a historically young team and they made a 16-win improvement without their without their only top five pick of the rebuild. So uh, I believe that the regular season, the Thunder will not be able to, uh, you know, will not be crutched by or, or hindered by their youth. I believe that the Thunder are going to try to win every single game. and They're not going to load manage, and they're, and they're really going to try to win. And they're incredibly deep. I think that, that people are a little bit uh, scared to talk about how deep the Thunder are. And it, we're only talking in the scope of the regular season, mind you. So that's why I say power rankings. I don't mind any power rankings where the Thunder fall in the scope of the regular season of the 82 games with a coach who's willing to flip through the Rolodex of the roster. I have a hard time believing that he won't be able to find eight or nine players on a given night who put you in position to win basketball games. Now the ball's going to bounce differently every single night and it, and it won't always bounce your way, but you'll be in position. You'll be within striking distance more often than not because of the ability to just flip through that, that kind of, that kind of uh, depth. I think that the preseason game told us a little bit. Obviously, it's preseason. It does not matter at all. But let's say that last night's game happened on November 7th, right? It's it's the real deal season. And SGA's out. Mitch is out. Poku's out. You still feel really confident in the rest of this roster. Like, if you showed up, to a game, and you saw in the Jumbotron the new Fantastic Jumbotron, by the way, uh, the the injury report, and it's like, hey, these three guys are out. You wouldn't just look look to the left and say, hey, we got to go. It's over. No shot to win. Uh, just pack it up, right? Like you still feel pretty confident in the rest of these young guys, and so that really helps them at all. You know, that that really helps them moving forward. And I think that while you can't withstand massive injuries because no team really can, like if if they miss if SGA or the core misses a, a huge chunk of the season, right, it, it's not going to be good. We've seen this team weather storms on a lesser deep team than, you know, last year, like last year. Last year's team did not have the depth that this year's team has. And you withstood losing Pokashevsky and Jeremiah Rumsano for months. And I'd argue both those guys, you lost them for the year. When they got hurt, when, when Jerry got hurt in Dallas, when Pogu got hurt uh, against San Antonio before the uh, New Year's, you lost those guys for the season. They, they came back. They, they technically played. They were never the same. They were never even close to the same player. Their season effectively ended that night. And then, Kenridge Williams, who was a part of some of your most successful lineups, you lost him for the season. You lost SGA for, for a chunk after the All-Star break that, that really lost you some steam, but you picked it right back up, got right back on the horse. And then you, you, you dealt with some, some bruises as well, like Lou Dork got, got out for a couple games. Uh, you know, J-Dub got elbowed in the eye his first ever game in Minnesota. Josh Giddy was out. Like, you dealt with some some bumps in the road, but like you effectively lost Jerry and Poker for the whole season. You lost Gensh Williams for the whole season. You lost three guys that were in the rotation for the whole season. Then you saw Trey Mann regress to the point where he went from starting to out of the rotation. So you effectively lost four guys last year on a team that was less steep than this year's team and you still were able to withstand that and make the the play in, in a very razor thin tight race. This is going to be a fun year. It's going to be an unnerving year. The ebbs and flows of this season will be something that we've never really seen before. But I think that the Thunder are going to take a lot of teams by surprise because they're going to be able to survive better. You know, they're going to be able to survive the 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 bumps in the road of Got to miss a couple games here, miss a couple games there. They're going to be able to survive the lulls of a season because this is still a young team who they haven't played a ton of national television. So like the eight national TV games, they're really going to get up for. Other teams on that list uh, that are ranking above them in the GM survey, been there, done that, doesn't really excite them anymore. They haven't been to the playoffs. Like Lou Dort was in the bubble playoffs. That's not the playoffs. He hasn't been to the playoffs. And we've seen him rise to the occasion – in the bubble. He scored 30 points in game seven. Play in. He played his best basketball game of his career, uh, you know, of a season at least last year against New Orleans on the road in the playoff, you know, in the play in. SGA, we know what he wants to do. He made the playoffs as a rookie, uh, going to Oracle, going to Golden State, made the playoffs in the bubble, but he's never been into the playoffs as, as the guy. He was in the playoffs as a rookie with Doc. He was in the playoffs, you know, as that three guard with, with Dennis and Chris. He's never been the guy. This is a brand new Shea. He wants in. Other than that, you know you're you are just filled with with hungry players who want to experience the the playoffs and want to um, continue to grow, trust each other, trust their coach. There's incredible vibes, which I do think matters because you're with your teammates and you're with your team more than you're with your family most of the time. So the vibes of just simply liking each other and wanting to play together matters, and. The the pressure is different, right? The expectation is there from the fan base, but you get constant reassurance from the organization that this is still a year where we just want to see and collect data points and we want to win. But if we, we just don't know what that looks like this year, right? So if you do get off to a slow start, or if you do find yourself in February and you lose three straight games, it's not going to create this division. It's not going to create this in-house fighting that it could for other teams. Like, again, the, the Mavericks have looked embarrassing in the preseason. Let's say that that carries over to the regular season. Like, right now it's all laissez-faire. They'll figure it out in the, in the regular season. Let's say that November 1st they have, like, two wins and they've been getting blown out. You don't think that Kyrie and Luka and Jason Kidd and, like, the the, the the sentiment around Dallas will turn in a hurry? It absolutely will. Like, where the Thunder don't have to deal with that. Minnesota, if they get off to another slow start, the conversation around Rudy and Kat's pairing, it, they'll have to deal with a lot of that bad energy, outside noise. Memphis will not have Ja for 25 games, and they traded away uh, Jones. Like, what does that look like this season? You know, we'll see what the Pelicans are. The Pelicans are a really good team, but they've got to be healthy. Clippers, same thing. Like, like... Last year, they outright have called it like unserious, like that's what Tai Lu has called it, like where they just didn't take it seriously last year and it almost bit them uh, and they're trying to take it more seriously this year. What if they get off to another slow start? The Warriors, you know, you can go down the list. It's where the Thunder just have the, 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 the best vibes on this team, on, on this list. They're going to try to win every single game and they have the care factor. And I think that the care factor goes a long way. So This Western Conference will have a ton of twists and turns, and at any given moment, the Thunder or any other team will be completely out of the race and then completely back in and then completely back out and then completely back in, and like it's just never going to really get settled until the final day. But as of this moment, I think that the Thunder are top six seed in the West. It's just going to be hard to figure out which team that they're coming and top playing over. And I think that it all ties back to the first segment, to leave you with this. That exact sentiment is why I think that the Thunder are projected so low. Because every other thing that they're projected to do contradicts their low projection. We we went through the whole GM survey. Everything on that GM survey contradicts their 10th place finish. It's just that who's going to go on the limb and who are they going to topple on that list. But I'll leave you with this. Who would have thought that Golden State last year would have gotten off to such a slow start and bowed their way to barely make it into... Um, you know, the, the, the six seat, right? Like, like razor things edge to get to that six seat for them. Like who would have thought many of these things happened? So I am interested to see what this looks like and what this season has in store for everyone, uh, including the thunder. We're going to cover it all on the lockdown thunder podcast every single day, subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms. So you never miss an episode and until tomorrow. Be good and be good to one another.